our guest today, I bet you think I'm going to say it, is awesome right now. And I almost did. That seems to be a recurring theme, thankfully. We've had some pretty awesome guests, and this one does not disappoint. But awesome almost doesn't seem to cover it. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I wasn't really sure what to expect. She is the founder of a group out in Arcata. And what they're doing is incredibly interesting to me, especially in terms of where I am currently in life. And I wasn't sure what to expect with our conversation, but it did not disappoint. She is awesome. I know I said I wasn't going to say that, but I am because she is. I had a great time talking with her. It was a very interesting conversation. We touched really on a lot of topics that are prevalent right now. And it was just really interesting getting her perspective on a number of different things. I don't know what to say. I think you guys will have to listen to it and let me know what you think. I'm going to let her get the ball rolling from here. So please give it up for Lisey Rids. questions that I can know about beforehand oh we're going right now oh oh we're okay. in yeah oh, no okay. it's just a casual start right, sweet. okay <laughs> um no I actually didn't prepare any questions okay you're kind of unique I think okay and we're gonna see how this goes okay, actually cool. yeah what can you do me a favor just try to keep that like a fist away from your mouth you can pull it yeah. back you can move it around so it's it more comfortable okay. yeah okay. try to pull it back like a fist away from your mouth perfect you can pull it back too if you want to sit more comfortably yeah I'm trying to figure out okay yeah okay yeah sure. um the Do Nothing Society. Mm -hmm. What is that? <laughs> okay. So I, I came up with it like a month ago, exactly yesterday. Um, and it's basically like everything that I wanted to do as like a little kid with like other people. So then I can potentially make them feel a little safer around strangers and create a sense of community that doesn't cost anything to them. It costs a little bit to me, but it's honestly not that much. So get everybody together to do nothing. Mm -hmm. That's the main goal. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing mostly just defined as like not working, not being productive, not having to like perform as like, you know, even at like a farmer's market, which is like a community setting, you still are kind of expected to be either like a customer or a producer that's like selling something. And I, I just feel like we're real tired of that. <laughs> Uh, in general and um that i i don't know i think i've had i so far even like within a month like so many people like reach out to me like i've had up like you know you're a random Prime example yeah, yeah for sure um and this girl that runs an art night at the sanctuary that i didn't know about she's like you should come to that and i like got people to go to that too and there's, yeah, there's just been, and then this other woman who does like an eco grief yoga circle. It's actually really cool. Um, I went to one of her sessions cause she like reached out and it was, it was a beautiful thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, this has created so many opportunities to get to know community naturally, organically, 
feel sweet. So I gotta apologize. I'm over here sweating like a dog. Yeah. I've been. I always am running around in here like prior yeah, to setting up, need, and any, the past uh, few times because it's. I know, right? Shoes. It's been so hot out that running around in here with the door closed does not oh, help yeah. my case. No, it's all good. That's why yeah, we're having the door open today. Like, I know. Um, yeah. I was realizing this as. I was getting prepped for today that I almost need to set up a little something outside so that we could just sit in the sun yeah, and do the yeah. podcast. That would be Under the way like to do it. Yeah. Something. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Um, I know, I'm slacking. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Um, so you started this a month ago mm-hmm. with this concept. It's mm-hmm. an interesting concept. The idea of just not being on, not doing anything, just relaxing. Yeah. And I think also the like, because I've noticed, especially because I've done it a few times now, that there are some people... Because I literally just go up to strangers at the park with, like, a bowl of strawberries. And it's like, hey, do you want a strawberry? Also, like, there's more snacks if you want. You can hang out. Well, no pressure, though. Uh, make sure to say no pressure. Um, but there have been some people that are like, oh, maybe next time. Or, oh, do you have an Instagram? Okay, I'll follow that. But, like, I don't want to hang. And then by, Stranger like, danger. Yeah, stranger danger. But then they see me again, and they're like, mm, okay, maybe. And so there's been a couple people that, like, have just because I've been there a couple times and I guess it seems safer and also because people are having fun. So it's like, like, what are they doing over there? Like, oh, they're just hanging out. Okay. Like that it also, like the idea is you can hang out for as long as you want and feel comfortable. But if you start to, I'm like getting flustered or whatever, that you can just like retreat to a hammock and like hide behind the walls. So it's like anyone could could come and some people just literally sit there quietly like they don't talk to anybody they don't talk to anyone they just hang out and they're just like observing and then they leave like which is what i want like i want people to feel i think especially because there's so many people with like serious 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 um social anxiety right now like debilitatingly so um that it feels like we need something to happen that doesn't feel like you have to pay or perform to participate in so did you feel this was a need from covid or had you been sitting on this for a while i i think i think that covid covid made it more extreme in my mind um but i've i feel like this kind of it's like a general um urgency that has been like growing in terms of um like it feels like there is like a fracturing um in terms of like community in general, like with our society as a yeah, whole, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, just basically the whole U.S., no the whole world. Like how many people are talking about like civil war stuff? And on, seriously, yeah, yeah, to the point that uh, I I'm kind of scared, and I've met a lot of people that are also kind of scared, and um, I think part of that comes from literally not knowing your neighbors, not knowing like people in your community, like making so many assumptions about who you're around before ever like never having talked to them at all so i want to do something (laughs) because yeah i'm i'm worried um and yeah i think covid just like elevated it beyond you know whatever like made it kind of exacerbated everything yeah but i feel like those things were already happening like that none of the (sighs) (laughs) we've been suffering for a long time and COVID made it very apparent, but like, it's still been there. And I think also like part of what this project I've like been trying to do more of, um, I've read about, have you heard of internal family system therapy? I have not. Okay. We're going in. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. Um, because there's, it's basically like 
it tries tries to explain the like a part of me feels this way a part of me feels that way like the conflicts that happen within a person are explained as like different members of your internal family like at war with each other like they're not able to communicate properly and like usually it's like protectors and little exiled kids is like the dynamic like there's firefighters and managers like trying to control the little kid in you and the more I've read about that and like sat with that and journaled about it and explored that internally, the more that I've been like, oh, I just need to get to know my little kid version of myself better. And like, what did I want to do? I wanted to walk up to strangers. I wanted to go play with bubbles. I wanted to make art. Like all the silly little kid stuff is like m little me that I want to like be able to connect with and like respect their existence still. Like I'm still a little kid and there's this expression I've always loved. It's like, you're not an adult at all. You're a tall child holding a beer, having a conversation you don't understand. And I really feel that a lot. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So like I brought like face paint and like bubbles and squirt guns and like those big plastic balls that I really always wanted as a kid, but my mom was always like, we don't have money for those. Like, yeah. Grew the up giant ball. inflatable ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little, nice. fun little ball. And so like, just giving people the space and opportunity to play like we had a squirt gun fight we were playing like throw the ball in the air and push push it around and like it was it was so sweet and some people have said like wow this went by so fast like it's, it felt like it was only half an hour and like they'd been there for like hours so i don't know it's like recess like long recess there is that recurring theme right of that inner child and how often do you get to express that as an adult or as whatever an adult yeah, means. Yeah, I, I feel like almost zero time. Yeah. And I was thinking about it too, like in the way we design spaces, like in elementary school, you, you know, there's a playground. In middle school, it kind of phases out. And then by high school, there's nothing. Like there's no... You get a 20 minute break. Free play. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to play, you better be in a sport. You better be following some rules. Like you can't just go like play on monkey bars anymore. And then like it's never socially acceptable after that at all. Ever really. unless you have a kid, if yeah, you have a kid, you yeah. kind of get a pass to get, be a like, kid. Go, go back to it and yeah. get all excited about like dolls and stuff. But like, if otherwise, like you're weird and not like that's not normal. And I feel like that is a problem. Like the lack of like creative, imaginative play, like we don't have much of. I think there's definitely an argument that creativity has been beaten out of most people. <laughs> I think that is for uh -huh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> How, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> well, I've been struggling. That's interesting you bring up the idea of adults just being children because I've been struggling with that myself. Is I've been looking around and you see all these adults and especially, I don't know how old you are, 20s? I just turned 30. Thir really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm 24. Wow, okay. And so I know the mustache kind of throws people Yeah, off. yeah, it does. Um, at my age, I know, right? <laughs> at my age, or I guess whatever that means, it, at this point in my life, I've been looking around at adults and realizing, oh, I'm the adult that I used to look up to as a kid, mm -hmm. right? 20s. Mm -hmm. And I don't have shit figured out. Mm -mm. And I look around at these people that are in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. They don't have shit figured no. out. The difference is, is they're better at masking it. Yeah. They act like they have it they're figured out. They're full of it. We're but all when, full of yeah, it. Yeah. If you get them drunk, if you just listen to them long mm -hmm. enough, you realize- you Give them a giant set of Jenga. Literally, yeah. Let bubbles. them play pool. Yeah. They're just children. We're mm -hmm. all just children trying to figure out what do we want from life? How did we fuck up and end up where we are? How do we make things better? 
How do we keep doing what we're doing because it's great? We all just want that stability, but that's not part of life. But I think as a kid, it could be like you think. Yeah, I feel like it's like a lack of imagination in general that like makes these roles so rigid, and and I think you know because it's like there's the you know human arc like arc of progress like the the stonk line of progress versus like viewing us as like a web of interactions and that there's no like right way there isn't it's not a line it's like a web and like you can be a silly goof there's no there's no limitation on that but there's just this like role that we've agreed to play that doesn't include like any of that but it could it very easily could why do you think that play was kind of excluded from that dynamic is it just because you have to work? That's the goal in life is you have I to think, get a job? I think that, yeah, I think for like in my understanding of history, I'm not going to claim to be a historian. but Oh, you're um, not? No, That's I'm not. But I, really I did awkward. go to school for political science. So I have okay. had to so do a lot of, yeah, a lot of hi- political history stuff. Um, I think that like the, the obsession with like productivity culture and like, um, being very efficient, like efficiency, productivity, culture, just like stomps out play at like every corner and like it makes it some sort of like it, it's sinful or it's like. Well, if you're shameful. playing, you're not producing. Yeah. Right. You're not yeah. creating. So you better get can, back to work. Yeah. Go on. Get, like we need some money. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is insane because they're like productivity is higher than it's ever been in all of human history. Like they're. We make so many things that end up straight to landfills because we just like, have you heard of the in the Atacama Desert in Chile? That is where thousands of tons of brand new clothing goes to landfill, like to a landfill there because we can't sell it. Like we're making so much that. Because we can't sell it. It just goes. So never worn. Never worn. It goes to a dump. So like we're making too much stuff. Like we, we could take a nap. Like, go outside take and play. Nap. Like, take play it. Everybody just take a nap. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. I've also read that if we were to, like, reduce hours worked and even, like, wake, like, waking hours and just sleep more, that then, you know, that's less energy usage as a society. Like, less energy demand, which I feel like the idea of, like, perpetual growth and, like, always squeezing out the last bit of something is uh dangerous obviously like we're on like climate collapse ecological collapse territory which is like i don't know terrifying (laughs) it's not comforting (laughs) no no so uh i'm trying to but people hear you say that that idea of we need to you know take some time Mm -hmm, breathe mm -hmm. a little and they go what communist yeah socialist (laughs) do you get a lot of pushback from people like oh you're just a kid you need to get a job you hippie. Do you ever get the, that? The only person I've really had serious pushback from is probably my uncle. <laughs> really? So a family member. Well, I mean, and not even about this idea, but just in general in terms of like the way that we view the world. Um, and like for the most part, everyone I've talked to on some level, like it's very hard to argue with. I mean, like pretty much everyone my age, even in their 40s, can't afford a house, is like drowning in well, debt. especially now. School debt. Yeah, yeah. For, sh- for sure. Drowning in debt, can't afford a house, wages are too low they feel like they're never going to retire. So like they're uh, like most people I've talked to, like actually had a real conversation with are like, 
not to say like suicidal, but like kind of like they're, they're, this system is not working for them. And so, yeah, like I, I don't I haven't experienced like being called like in a derisive way, like you dirty commie or something. So far, oh, I like how you think dirty in there. That just took it to a next level. <laughs> well, you know, that's the American you dirty cultural. Call me. Ah, you know. ooh, I felt that over here. Yeah, sorry. But I that's have... a real stigma, right? Or not even a stigma. That's a real way that people feel when people start talking about sick days, about, oh, we should work less. Let's go to a four-day mm-hmm. work week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that, and, you know, I, I obviously have a probably some sort of biased sample size because the people that would probably come hang out are, are not those maybe maybe not um but actually you know there's people that i wouldn't expect that have come and sat down a lot of older people won't or haven't there's only been a few old like 60s 70s even like boomer there's only been a few that are that are down to hang and i think yeah that it is like a cultural narrative thing that isn't as strong in younger people like the oh, i got to work till i die like that's i i feel like that's shifting at least f- from the people i've talked to i can't speak for everyone but i mean it's like we can we can see that these are like dead end like you work to what like to what end you'd never get to stop you're gonna end up like a walmart greeter at like 75 because there's no social security anymore like it's a rough way to go yeah yeah i i was driving back up from southern california to visit my mom and i stopped at this like safeway and in the deli there's this like elderly woman who was like her hands were sh- like shaking as she's like trying to assemble this sandwich and like people are like in line like hurrying her up i, I was just like <laughs> this is like a monumental failing culturally that this person is still working in like their late 70s can't even like hold a loaf of bread and they're i don't know they're this this system is not working for a lot of people and so i i'm at this point of just like what what like literally what can i do even in a moment to like make it so then someone can feel like they can stop for even like a couple hours and like just breathe and be like okay yeah i don't have to go back to work right now or assemble something or turn my hobby into a monetized Etsy store or something like you don't have to you can just lay there it's okay (laughs) just calm down (laughs) I don't know um it's it's been well received so far so what is your age demographic college kids any anyone I but who predominantly shows up because this is a thing in the park right yeah you guys meet at Redwood Park yeah and I'll just well see the thing is there's probably yeah people around my age are the ones that see the thing on Instagram and show up. But there have been like some, you know, some older folks, not a lot, but some that have come and hung out, especially if they have like a little grandkid with them or something like a lady yesterday who was an older woman and she was trying to like entice her little grandkid to like paint. And he did actually, or he wasn't receptive to any of the snacks or any of the other activities, but he was like down to down to drop i would have been the opposite i would have just gone to the snacks yeah well you know pick your pick your path yeah it's a it's a free free time so when you say older 40s Mm, there's been a few people in their 40s that have come to more than one but predominantly younger 2030s yeah yeah i would say the the so far and i'm trying to figure out like what because you know i've i've dealt with a fair bit of rejection on this idea too because not everyone that i walk up to at the park is 
down to come hang out, obviously, because then it would be huge. What's your spiel? <laughs> what are you saying? Are you just walking up? Hey, no, I'm doing this my thing. My spiel is, a, is, a, is an evolving thing. My spiel used to just be it. like, hey, you want to come hang out? Or like, are you bored? Or like, hey, there's stuff over here. Um, but I found that it's better to offer something like, and the, I feel like the, the bowl of strawberries is like a nice, like icebreaker somewhat of like here's something that i'm offering you i'm not trying to sell you a religion or sell you some cult thing like i'm here's like the world sucks here's a strawberry basically and most like pretty much everyone is like oh wow thanks that's so nice of you or something and then uh a chunk are down to like come check it out a chunk are like oh like I don't know right now, but like, oh, you got an Instagram? Like that they'll they'll take that path and then kind of ease into it. Check you out online first. Yeah, because it's kind of weird, just some strange person walking up to you with a bowl of fruit. Like that's not it's not usual. No, it's not normal. So, yeah. So you're kind of honing your approach. Yeah, it's an evolving thing because I want, and I think also. I think the food is a good icebreaker. Yeah, or like Oreos. People really like Oreos. People are children like or fruit snacks i've also people freaking love like the welch's fruit snacks you could kidnap me with a fruit snack yeah I would get no, I, <laughs> we are we're not like did not learn the stranger danger thing when it comes to snacks for some reason um it's just candy yeah. candy's a little suspicious yeah, but, a fruit candy, roll up. but yeah yeah a little bit of fruit snacks great um but yeah it's an evolving thing i don't know what would work on what would work on you if i was like if you had fruit snacks yeah yeah or fruit roll up i would be yeah i'd at least walk over while i'm eating it to check it out and then i'd see okay like what are we what are we doing here but i'm i'm interested like if you said you were in a cult i'd still walk over and just be like okay what is this about (laughs) that has free food though i don't know i'm not gonna join but i want to see i mean you've got good snacks so yeah and there there's been like the Yesterday when I set up, there were a couple of people that were like just sitting near where I was setting up, and I was like, "Oh hey, like you're welcome to come hang out." And come they're check like, it "Oh, out. we can't. We have to go do this thing." But like, dang, I wish this was happening when I was still going to HSU or like you know, what the hell? Like I I like this idea a lot. Like the people have been very like positive about the idea, even if they're personally feeling kind of like about hanging out or they're already on a run or whatever they're like oh, they like the concept things. they really like the, the name too they're like i love that it's too. a solid name yeah yeah it wasn't taken on on instagram so yeah or on the website made a website oh you have a website fun. too oh yeah nice. i made a website for fun because i that's what i do for work so is programming well it's just like making websites for local businesses and doing like design work and stuff so okay i got to do one for for myself Oh, nice. Which I've never done before. It was really fun when you just get to be like, derp, derp, like, I'm going to put emojis on it. So, yeah. It's I don't fun. think I've ever, I was a CS major, so, oh. but I don't think I ever made a website that wasn't for a class assignment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, code this. And I was make like, make one for your goofy. Yeah. For your, your podcast. Or what? Something. Do you did you take any coding classes in college? I I took like yeah like a web couple web classes. I did a lot of work outside of school, and honestly, like for the, what most small businesses need, they do not need. Oh, it's not you're not working with like JavaScript. No, it's not they complicated. don't need that. They yeah. need like HTML a and CSS or you're good. A Squarespace. Oh, do or you Shopify? Or oh, is that what like you that. use? Yeah. Okay, so you don't code nah okay yeah they don't okay. need, they don't, they don't need that they don't yeah. have the money to well today like... you don't need to know how to do it you can just use no. your normal sites yeah so i've i'm a builder but not a code you're code like an architect man. you hire somebody else out to kind of do the it, hardware. This stuff already exists it's like why why 
no one's going to pay me to a good point. do that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that's been for fun. And so that's what you do work-wise. That's yeah. how you make your money. Yeah. But like the bare minimum to... Get by. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so are you just getting by with that you're just getting by you mean like like this is just above a minimum wage job like i mean do I, that or do this. a lot of it is i don't work as much as i could i've turned down clients because i value my free time more than money so yeah <laughs> there is work out there though for there's more than i can do if that's what you want to do. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, you're like, oh. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, trying to figure out my own life now. But where I was going with that was mm. how are you hoping to monetize the Do Nothing Society? Or no, this is just a passion no, project? No, I don't want to monetize it. I don't even. But you're investing money into it, right? Yeah, but it's like, it's like a hobby. I, the only like monetization is like if someone wants to bring something or if they can't show up and they just want to like there was a guy I went to high school with who was like, oh, I just love this idea. Like, I I won't be able to make it to, to the things, but, like, can I just, like, throw some money at it? And I was like, okay, are you sure? Because, like, this is my th- – I'm not trying to – he gave me, like, 50 bucks, and I bought, like, Jenga and some squirt guns with it or whatever, and that's okay. But, like, other than that, I don't really – I. that's kind of against the, the point. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing an opportunity here, but... No, I don't think you have to monetize everything, especially if it's just a passion project. It's just interesting seeing that in today's world because, like we were talking about, everything has to be monetized today. Yeah. So hearing somebody say, oh, I'm just doing this... For the hell of it. Just because. For the sake of itself. Just because. I think also because it's like I I know right now just because of my like family situation and like I grew up really poor, but I'm more comfortable now than I was as a kid and feeling like I have anything extra right now when I hear friends who like can't buy a car or like are barely able to make rent or whatever it's like well dang even if I throw like 50 bucks or 100 bucks at like this free thing that's like I'm it's just more fair because it's like I can so I'm gonna it doesn't have to be for now it's for my benefit again or something like I made money off of it like that's not really the intent so So it's like your way of giving back yeah in like the slight slightest way um but it's like i don't know where money to charity goes a lot of the times unless it's like to a local organization like i've donated to local orgs but yeah but if you donate to these higher up ones yeah like where does my red cross money go yeah i don't know so it's like i can literally see the smiling face of this person right now so that's a success i feel like hmm yeah so it's just passion yeah yeah do you have any idea for where you want it to go do you want it to be anything more than it is right now i i want it to be like i mean the reason i like called it a society too not just like a club is because i want like i want the the feeling of you can just be with people for no reason just because they exist and because you want to learn from them like i've learned so much from so many random people that I never would have ever known um like that 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 like oh people can just go up to someone and like start talking to them or can invite them to sit down and share their food and it doesn't end up in like some sort of terrible like hood video of somebody getting like stabbed or like (laughs) shot at or something like it's just like world star for fun yeah there's no world star anything like it's like bubble gun you know like it's disarming like I just want 
us to see that there's like a way and for myself like it's like a affirming thing every time I do this and I'm kind of scared and it's like I don't know especially because you know men are kind of scary no offense um None taken. but as as a as a lady going up to a strange man um is usually not something I want to do um but like having this experience of going up to a bunch of people and them not being scary them kind of seeming vulnerable and scared of me in a way um has been like helpful for my own mental health in a lot of ways so yeah i don't know if that even answered your question no but. yeah <laughs> were you worried about that aspect of it right because there is stranger danger oh totally and, and like already dangerous. there's there's been uh even just in the first month doing it um i ended up you know because i've literally been talking to strangers i ended up posting a picture of a guy that that went you know that hung out for a little while who um multiple multiple women said had uh been an a sexual assaulter on uh cal poly humboldt's campus and that the school hadn't done anything about it and even just me like sharing that and being like transparent about it a couple other people were like oh my god like i thought i was going crazy because he's been like stalking me or whatever um so there's that already in like <sighs> You, I haven't been able to escape that reality. Um, but the, like, support and, like, just choosing to be transparent about it um, has also been, like, reassuring in itself. That, like, now people know that that guy is, you know, kind of dangerous potentially. And what else can you do in this culture? I don't know. Yeah, which that's already been a real drag. But um, And it's crazy because, like, he was very nice to me. I didn't know. Yeah. That's a little sketchy. I, but that's part of the world, right? Yeah, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to try to hammer out how you are I mean like the the thing I I'm betting as as a guy you probably have not have heard many women's stories of like assault or oh, I've heard abuse a lot. or oh, I've heard oh, a lot. Well, good. Yeah. Cool. Um but the, I've heard a lot a lot from Yeah, I don't understand why, how any girl goes out and and yeah well you gotta otherwise i mean you do but it's definitely my home forever just because well no but it's it's i mean it's a scary let me preface it this way i think it's scary for men and women Mm because men can definitely get fucked up too but women are just so much more vulnerable like Mm -hmm. that's just the reality of it yeah i think whenever i see a girl go home with a guy at a bar i'm like (laughs) just Mm -hmm. rolling the dice like i can't (laughs) believe that people like tinder i can't believe tinder actually works because why would you yeah, it's just very, a random it's person? Yeah. Gamble time. Um, yeah. And I feel that. I think that what makes me feel safer in this especially is um, the idea of like coalition building. Like that there is there is power in in creating a sense of community, a, a net of, oh, yeah, that's an alarming person. Like we got to be careful or this person is doing something that's kind of vulnerable. Like let's be careful like i do i have had people already be like supportive men and women um of like oh well if that guy comes around like i'll say something or you know like that kind of like like a neighborhood watch yeah kind of and um and also like my my brother um i live with two my two my two brothers and um my brother who's about my age has been like super supportive and um is yeah he's like there most of the time as like a little buffer (laughs) a little bit because yeah it is very um intimidating on some level just because of the you know i've 
I've been close to people that I've ended up hearing were like abusive or scary. So, you know, it's, but that's part of like what I want. I don't want it to be that way. And like, it's hard because there's a reality check at some point, right? Where it comes in like you have to be realistic about what the world is. But the world doesn't have to be that way forever. And there's like, you know, that there's a lot of data showing that people who are abusive have been abused in their own past. And like, how do we change those cycles so then it's not just the same loop over and over again, um, I think is part of my hope for the world. Because like, what, we're just going to like lock up everyone forever like we already have like the highest prison population in the world by far so i don't know um i'd still yeah it's like a first draft idea though like i i don't have the solution for the whole world but i do feel like creating pockets of spaces where we can imagine acting differently um you know then there's potential there for someone to decide what they like how they want to interact with people and to make that be like a a thing of choice because like when I've been at work I am not in control of how I get to treat people like if someone cusses at you and you're on the clock like you better behave still like you can't like return fire and you know these are spaces without agency and this way, it's like, well, yeah, you can leave at any time. You can say how you feel. You can do what you want. Like, it's a freeing space instead of one with, like, a boatload of rules, like a workplace or really most places. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are rules in some regards, right? You have to be nice to each other. I can't imagine you'd let somebody out there that's just Yeah, going well, I mean, wild. you know, if you're, if you're being a jerk, you probably going to be like ignored by people and that in itself is its own yeah you don't get to use the hammocks yeah well i mean you know you still you still could i guess if you're not if you're just sitting in a hammock you it's kind of hard to be a jerk when you're in a hammock like i would imagine yeah no it's hard to be in a bad itself to like chilling out a little bit like i think it even like (laughs) one of my buds i brought i brought hammocks to this like birthday at some swimmer's delight or whatever and they were laying in the hammock for a while and they were like this is the safest I've felt since I was in the womb. Like they were just like laying there and like the sun was, you know, glinting through the trees and it was like a nice little breeze. They were like, yeah, this is by far the safest I've ever felt. So it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like yell at someone when you're laying in a hammock? I've never seen that. Not my whole life. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like I said, it's it's an interesting concept. The idea of just unplugging, right? Because that's what, theoretically, that's what we all do when we clock out on Friday night, right? We have yeah, Saturday but then Sunday. we have these that... Yeah, nobody actually... There's this yeah. idea of... Screen to screen. Restful relaxation. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people don't actually get because we're always connected to something. There's mm-hmm. always something more to worry about. There's always dishes to be done. There's always groceries to go yeah, get. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even get done. to like ignore their emails on the weekend. or you know, There's always some like fire at the workplace they need to deal with. So, yeah. like, How much time do you, do you relax? Yeah, what's your relax? I don't relax. Like? Relax. No? I can't relax. Relaxing is kind of a problem for me. Why? I can't what's ever. <laughs> you ready for my therapy? I'm yeah, gonna recline going my on? chair. We're gonna do my therapy session. Um, I don't know. I haven't really delved into my psyche enough to really have a great answer mm. for that. I think it stems from I was very much ingrained in the world of you have to produce, mm-hmm. like you have to. You're worth is tied up to how hard you can work yeah Yeah, work Mm -hmm. 
You're going to shut up and you're going to do your work and it's going to suck and you're going to hate it, but you get up each day and you go to work. Do, um, do you like that? Do you, do you jive with that? Is that? I think, I don't know if it's a, do you like it kind of question. I think it's I a feel like it, part why not? of you. Well, well I don't know what it means to, I Does don't it make you feel good? relax, I think. I don't relax. I can procrastinate. But I'm so stressed out because mm-hmm. I'm procrastinating mm-hmm. and it's not really relaxing. You can just like drop it. Yeah. Okay. And I think maybe that's a lot of the guys I've talked to feel that same way where it's yeah. just like the work aspect. Yeah. I think it's I think, divided there. I think there is a – well, what's interesting too is I think that that is true. Well, I think it's true for for either gender or whoever you want to be on the spectrum of gender. I think it's true for everyone. But I do think that there is like this level of like – your your literal worth as a person is tied to your your career or your job um in a way that i think is kind of especially uniquely male or something um from what i've seen in life so far and it's interesting to me too because there is there's been a fair bit it's so weird so like in the in the advertising for the little Instagram page, the spread. That's how I found you, was the, your advertising. Yeah, yeah, I threw like five for, bucks at it. Yeah, <laughs> but it I, worked. I, got I know you on how here. To, well, I, I know a little bit on um, that stuff because that's also kind of what I did at work. Um, but um, the spread, you can see the gender spread. The gender spread on Instagram is like, on a lot of the ads, like 85% female, 15% male. But in real life, a lot of it ends up being a lot of guys come and hang out and sit in the hammock for a while. And they're just like, they don't leave. Like, they just hang out there. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. So it's not it's not 50-50 spread online or in person. But then it's kind of like a weird flip. Yeah. I think I think it, it does speak to men in a way of like, you know, you can just literally, like, it's right here. Like, you can just sit there. Go ahead. Like, no worries. No requirements of you. You're still worth something when you're in the hammock. Like it doesn't your your value as a person doesn't leave. But I think that is like I don't know. That's a real thing. Cause at least like with women I don't know. Well, I think it's another nightmare of then your value is like your body or your looks or something is like the the women's well we're just thinking about that right because women have these other avenues that they can pursue right you could have children you could just travel like your worth isn't inherently tied to what you bring to the table whereas i think for most men it kind of is that work aspect yeah like how much you can grind yourself yeah because if you're a broke guy bones like Life's a little rough. <laughs> well, I, mean, just, I mean, it's rough for everybody, but yeah. No, I think I think that's real. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so curious. I want to like pick your brain because like, it sounds like you're very much in that right now. Like that is. Well, I think some of it stems the from water you swim in. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely there. I think I've been there for a long time. I think that's just life at this point. What made you want to like? What made you be like, oh, do nothing, society? That's something i thought it was interesting okay because that that is is exact opposite i thought yeah that's kind of what it was (laughs) Mm -hmm. not that harshly but (laughs) it's like the antithesis of what where i am in my life of Mm -hmm. i'm constantly doing something i if i like take a break i start spiraling and i lose my shit and then it's a week yeah well see that's okay so i would i'm curious what start spiraling means to you like Mm -hmm. where does your brain go is it like 
is it like dark doom thoughts or like self-esteem stuff or like what <laughs> we really are doing a therapy session here huh? well i mean i can because i can also relate I, to that I, I, yeah no totally i think um and that's part of where the urgency to me comes from is like i especially in the past year since i've transitioned more to working for myself or working from home um like the amount of time i have to myself is so much more and it's it's also kind of scary in a way, like if I'm journaling or I don't know if, you know, psychedelic stuff. Um, okay, um, we're going to talk yeah. about, we'll come back to that. Yeah, um, that, that there is something terrifying about sitting with kind of the, like, the the futility on some level of most of our little human projects and relationships, like that they're all going to turn to dust in your hands eventually um and the the like falling apart feeling that that i've had a lot of conversations with people about like that it feels like in general whether it's their life is unraveling or culturally like things seem to be very unstable like that when you sit with that there is a terror that comes in i think for sure and that i have felt for sure um and that i think but I think that that's an important thing to be able to sit with, to sit with yourself at kind of like in a meditative kind of way, um, like literally just rocking back and forth, like kind of getting taken over with some scary thoughts and then being like, all right, well, like all I got is like literally today, right now. That's I don't know what 15 years from now holds at all. Not even tomorrow, really. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. What, well, that's, I'm just actively listening because your perspective, again, is like on that opposite spectrum of my, you see the futility of life and think, okay, I should enjoy this moment because there might not be another moment. Yeah. And I see that and think, I have all this shit I need to get done. So I need to get it done now because I can't leave it half-assed for tomorrow because I might not be here tomorrow. And you, so it sounds like you on some level, you struggle with that, that being alone. Just sitting with yourself. Well, I have, but it's gotten easier the more I've done it. And that's part and of why... journaling ties into yes, that. Yes, yes. Okay. Then that's part of why I feel, like, compelled to try to create pause time for other people as well. Because it's like, yes, I've sat with the terror and I still have not, like, you know, <laughs> jumped off a bridge or whatever. Like, that they're... And, that like, the more that I've done that, the more... I feel like the the kinder of a person I've been because I feel like oh whoa this is what everyone has to sit with when they actually pause is like I'm gonna die and everyone I know is gonna die and like oh my god the world's end. like that that like is there always a little bit like it it doesn't go away and so like how do you hold both like joy and grief at the same time without like totally spiraling and losing it like I feel like it's like you need to practice at it you need to like take more than a minute of like oh shoot can't think about that gotta get back to work like that that intentionally trying to give yourself the space to to be afraid to to sit with the negative emotions um then i feel like informs your your other moments better like it's more of a balance instead of just like a denial like Shove that thought down. That's not a good one. Um, that's another thing that's kind of 
acutely male in the sense that you gotta you gotta push it down yeah yeah and i've had a lot of conversations with my brothers about like kind of the societal pressure to do that but that like within our house you don't you don't have to do that like that's you can say i'm scared or i don't see the point of school or i'm like overwhelmed or i hate work or any of these things like you can just say them and there's no like oh you're a dumb piece of you know like there's there is no consequence to it it's just like that's how you feel and that's okay and then you move through it and then it changes a little bit but like being able to sit with it is and like be supported in that and i think that's also part of why the the eco grief circle that that um that i was invited to was so nice because people were like sharing scary feelings like feelings of being overwhelmed or of like fear fearing for their children in like climate you know <laughs> um like scary scary stuff but like just being able to like say that out loud and be supported and like feel like oh whoa i'm not alone like there are so many other people feeling that same thing like that's how community healing happens i feel where it's like i am not alone in any emotion like that there are people that feel that too yeah i don't know what do you no, think I, yeah it's interesting. The futility of life leads people to different directions, right? I used to, this is an interesting point. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to stay up crying because I realized my parents were going to die someday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. The, the, the circle my brain has gone to with like psychedelic stuff a lot, um, is fearing for my, my mom. Cause yeah, I mean, my dad was never really a thing. Um, and my grandparents, I was super close to, but my mom is like, she has become, she used to not – I was not very close to her because um, she was a jerk. <laughs> but she has changed so much, and she's become someone that I can call at, like, 3 in the morning with, like, scared thoughts or, like, you know, worries or whatever and, like, be supported in that. And that – like, the idea of losing that is, like, ter- terrifying. Daunting. Yeah, it's it's truly terrifying. Uh, but then I, it's like, what do you do with that? Do you just – do you dwell on that? Dwell, yeah, or do you try to become like the same kind of – I feel like on some level my dream is for us all to treat each other like like parents and children kind of where it's like I want to feel safe enough with someone that I could share what literally anything and they would still – they wouldn't turn away. Like that because that is like the universal human experience has scary emotions and – lovely joyful ones but like to deny the fear and the pain is like kind of absurd and makes people feel like they can't share stuff a lot of the time um like that you know do you feel safe to say hey actually i don't like this whole work till i die thing to determine my value or maybe you do i don't know maybe you like it and that's i'm putting words in your mouth but like you know do i with your parents or something like i'm not afraid to say how I feel. I told my parents I wanted to drop out of college multiple yeah. times. Did you drop I out? I did not drop out. And I finished it. So Congratulations. that might say something. Um, but no, I'm not afraid to say how I feel. It's not a... The working until you die thing <laughs> is scary when you say it like that, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I think it depends what you're working for. If you're working for passion, I think chasing that passion until you die, even if you don't ever achieve it, I think is fulfilling but if you're that greeter at walmart and you hate your life and you're 70 and you've hated your life for the past 50 years working that same job 
That's terrifying. Yeah. That scares the shit out of me. And that's, I think, what informs my feelings a lot is I don't, I don't know, like, I personally don't think a place that makes you want to not exist anymore should exist. Like, that... I can't imagine working at Walmart. I know some people that have worked at Walmart and they freaking good. hated it. Yeah. They hated it. Um, and Walmart but changes. But somebody has to do that job, right? Maybe Walmart shouldn't exist. What's wrong with the corner <laughs> store? Like <laughs> We're going back to the communism. <laughs> no. Let's socialize Walmart. It's not socialized Walmart. It's like if no one went there, then they don't sell anything. But how, if you but bought you everything locally. Right? Yeah. Okay, you locally, go to I guess. Co op or ENF or somewhere that. But what you if know, you don't people... like being the greeter at the co op? Well, then maybe it should be a true worker cooperative where they decide their hours or their pay or, you know, there is a, you know, worker owned Humboldt is a thing that's trying to add. I have not heard about this. You, you'd be interested. Um, probably someone that would be cool to interview would be Morgan March, who I can potentially give you their con- contact info. Um, but they've worked with um, the NorCal SBDC through Cooperation Humboldt, like they've got enough support to, I mean, like Beck's Bakery is, is transitioning to a worker-owned cooperative. So, you know, they're trying to to help facilitate, you know, making ethical workplaces where if you hate that thing, maybe you don't have to do it or maybe you're paid for more for it because it's the worst job there or something like with agency and ethics <laughs> kind of. Um because yeah, like I, like with Walmart, they don't even give you the same days off every every week. Like they they stagger oh, they alternate them. them. Yeah. Oh, so one week you'd get that like sucks. Thursday, Friday, and the next week you get Monday, Tuesday, and the, like that. It's like there's not consistency, even in like day shift versus night shift. Like some people have been assigned like right after the other, like back and forth. Well, that's like, like how no Amazon stability. is, right? Amazon's yeah. got slack for that. Yeah, I I got rid of Amazon like. Three years ago? You don't use Amazon? No, I deleted oh my, my account. God, it was actually really hard. It was a hard to delete my account because they were like, are you sure? It also deletes Audible and like all these other things. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I lived with that. It just fine. If so you I don't have can't anything get it, I don't, I don't your door. buy it. No, I mean, I buy online stuff. Sure. Um, but I don't. That's just a social stand? It's, it's a, I just don't feel good about it. But you have an iPhone. I, this yeah, is where I people really go, know. right? You say, I don't like you this thing. And then everyone's fully. like, mm, but mm, you're using this. I am very intelligent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that meme? I have not. No, I'll show it to you okay. later. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's like, yet you participated in this system anyway. It's like, yeah, I there's no ethical consumption in this system. So, like, minimize how you can or create alternative systems. Pick your battles. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I just don't like Bezos so much that I, it's like, I'm not going to. That was your one. You're like, fuck Amazon. I'm kind drawing of, the line right yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The... Is it I Bezos Im- or is it what Amazon stands can for? Can you imagine working in an Amazon fulfillment center? I've met people that have. Do you want to work It doesn't sound great. There? I, yeah. I don't, I mean, if I needed a can job, a I would work there, but. Yeah. Well, that's but like that the delivery like last, drivers, right? Last on my list. Yeah, but if it was that or like clean out B and B's, I would, I'd be working in that warehouse from sunup to sundown. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's like a pick I'm, your battles yeah. thing, right? Totally. Yeah. I I I think it's very hard to exist in this system. That's part of why I'm just like. You're checked out. No, it's not that I'm checked out, but I just I want 
spaces where you don't have to exist in it every single moment. Like, you're not on the clock. No one's upset with you. You're not going to lose your house for even a few hours. Like, you can have this thing for free. It's You can play. Like, that there's no fear there in the same way that there is most of the time where it's like you literally you know there's no oh well yeah I could go work at the cool worker cooperative instead of the Amazon hellhole no like your 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 scenario was the B&B or the fulfillment center like the, those the two are worst the, the two worst options yeah. because like I feel like our imagination of like what is possible um is is so much and under control of like you know the the corporate the corporate vibe it doesn't have to be that way forever. I don't think it's even sustainable this way for much longer. It doesn't seem like it is. I don't know. How are you doing financially? Super great. <laughs> well, I'm I'm in a garage doing a podcast. I mean, it's, I'm not Jeff Bezos. I'm not yeah, there yet. Yeah, me neither. You never. But, uh, I'm never. Gonna, yeah. yeah mm, um, future billionaire. I. The thing is. Okay, how do you feel about Elon Musk, though? Right, because those are the two, the two big those, daddies, the two big the ones, empire. and they're on opposite ends. I in some people's minds, they're on opposite I feel ends. like they're 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 brothers in terms of uh, you're anti-billionaire at the start. It's just I can't imagine being a billionaire and not not giving away an absurd amount of my money. Then you wouldn't be a billionaire anymore. Good fine as like people like there's not a single city in the u.s right now where there's not like a a pretty sizable homeless population like that that's not an inevitability like there are countries where that's not the case especially like nordic countries with like housing first policies like it's a policy choice that there are this many people suffering and i think it also is very effective because it's like i don't want to end up like that so i'm gonna grind to the to the death because i don't want to be dismissed ignored in a public space and smell like really bad um, that's like not that it exists as like a mm, you don't want to end up like that guy like that's it's like heroin right you don't want to be the one yeah you know sucking dick on the street for heroin yeah that's, I, that's your part life. why i've never tried heroin <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> ever ever sometimes the worst of what can happen is a good motivator to go the opposite direction yeah but it's like why do we have to be motivated by fear when there have been that's not an inevitability being homeless. To be, no, to have a system where fear is the ultimate motivator. I think fear is actually a very bad motivator. It creates kind of like a panicked, manic populace, which I feel like we are. We're like very trigger happy, very like violent, very end up in jail kind of vibe. You don't think that's just ingrained in humans though? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think anything's ingrained. I think it's it's a a matter of choice. Like okay, with I I like to think of like bonobos versus like chimpanzees. Have you heard about bonobos? Yeah, bonobos aren't aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They they settle disputes with like sex stuff instead, and they have like female yeah, coalitions. We should of- say, or isn't it sex stuff against like? fathers and daughters and brothers and I'm sisters not, i'm not saying we need to be bonobos okay. i'm just saying <laughs> I just that the, throw the that difference in there. between chimp violence and bonobo violence is huge like it's it's massive and who do we resemble more right now culturally i would argue chimps like with marauding bands of dudes beating other dudes up like that that like but that doesn't have to be that way 
they're very close relatives and there's two different paths right there. Like n- neither was inevitable. It was like decisions over and over again. And I don't think our violence and fear mongering culture is inevitable. I think it's like if this system was inevitable, it wouldn't have to be enforced with so much violence, like with so much force, with like police brutality, with you end up in jail if you mess up at all. Like it's not natural either. Well, none of this is natural, right? Yeah. So if we're going to like, if we're going to have an unnatural system, why not make it cooler than this one? Well, I agree with you in the sense that we've got a lot of problems. (laughs) We have a lot of problems, but I also, I always have to push back because we're, I think we're in the best spot we've ever been in. Which is hard for people to grasp because there's still a lot going wrong. But pick another time in history that you would want to be in. I would want to be right now. I would would be down to live in North America like a thousand years ago or 500 years ago before... But there's a, lot of there's a lot of violence with that. Not, not people, as much. Yeah, but that's people getting jacked by animals. Like, you've got people going out to hunt, and they just never come back. Yeah, You've got that's... tribes fighting other tribes, scalping people. Like, there's this weird... That's the thing, right? That's what always gets me, is there's this weird romanticizing effect of people looking back no, on the I'm, past. Yeah, and I'm not trying to romanticize the past, but I would say that 500 years ago, we were not on the brink of ecological collapse. Like, no, but that's a very different thing, right? That is a choice that is attained to our modern, our modern choices. But I think that the violence aspect is something that has been prevalent throughout history, right? We didn't have plastics 500 years ago, which I think we could both agree we probably should have stuck without them. Oh yeah, no, plastics were a bad. Do you know the average? Not the average. People eat on average a credit card in plastic a week. A, a credit card size of plastic. I didn't a know week. that. That yep. is a lot more than I All expected. All the microplastic. Mm-hmm. It adds up to a credit card a week. Tight. Isn't that terrifying? And you just said we live in the greatest time of all. But still. I don't know, I man. would choose that over getting jacked by a saber-toothed tiger any day of the week. Give me a little but plastic. I'll eat a water bottle right now. By tigers. Like they... <sighs> but we don't know because we're not back. I mean, li- let's be no, real. Though. I, Life yeah. in the caveman era would not... I mean... I would not People have wanted to be raped. a caveman. Like, there's no consensual sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't want to be a caveman, but I would say that, like, in the same way that that I was saying earlier, that it's there wasn't like a straight line of human progress. It was a web, and that um, there's this book that I've been reading called The Dawn of Everything, which is by David Graeber and David Wingrow, and they are trying to push against the the cultural narrative of human history being this kind of like straight line and there you know then there were the the hunter gatherers and there were the farming guys and then now there's the industrialist whatever and like that it's been a very straight line and they're like no way <laughs> not even close like that that it's been more like a web of decisions and like i said i would rather have been like a in the wendat tribe 300 years ago than a north you know than a colonist woman because like there was way more sexual freedom there was way more like individual freedoms there was not this like same level of absurd violence like but that's not true native american tribes were incredibly violent some some 
And if you're not the one that's incredibly violent, all it takes is another tribe to come into your area and shit hits the... Yeah, but then you can run. It's fight or flight. Yeah, but this Flight is is an option too. This is the funny thing (laughs) that I've noticed that happens. Have you ever seen any violence up close and personal? Like fight? Yeah. No, I I mean like somebody like like, shot to death. Being on the edge. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody get stabbed or anything like that? Not in person. When you see violence, and I'm speaking, I've seen violence to an extent. I haven't seen anybody get stabbed. But when you see violence, you realize people are capable of some wild shit. Yeah, but have you seen a grown man play with some bubbles? You know what? I have not seen that. Yeah, I, I have. have. People that. are capable of all things. Like, I have not seen they, a grown man play with bubbles. Yes, infinite but, potential. But it's I the, think the, it's, you got two wolves, man. Which one do you feed? That's you know? true. Like, today. But I think in the past, I don't know why people But that's, attribute that. I feel that. like that's infantilizing people of the past. They were basically the same as us right now. Like, they yes, were but as smart. The world was, yes, yes, 100%. I would agree. But the world was different. The world was a much more violent place. There wasn't the security. We really, have this weird I, security I of society. I check out that book. I'm, I'm going to read it. it the Dawn really, of... Dawn of Everything. I'm absolutely going to read it. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And it pokes at a lot of these narratives about, you know, like pre-humans were these violent monsters. It's, it's about as true as right now. Like, am I a super violent monster? No. I have not even punched someone in my whole life. But we would agree there are super violent monsters today. Yeah, right? but there are also ways to socially control that better than we do. Like in the book, one of the methods they they talked about was, you know, you were talking about violent native tribes or whatever. But like there there were in some tribes a method where if someone murdered someone from another tribe, the two tribes would have to get together and the tribe of the murderer would have to be like, okay, what does this family need to like? repair this we're real fucking sorry like this is not what we want because this doesn't actually help us very much um to have like a constant state of violence so what do you need like that that like let's get together let's acknowledge this harm let's acknowledge that this fucking guy did that and we're not them we're gonna help and then that also like the social element to me of i never want to be the guy that is the reason that two tribes have to get together and be like ah we're sorry about jim he's such an asshole like he's gonna he's got one more one more shot and then he's out of here like that people could remove people from their society then you're out on your own and that's real fucking scary like that there are ways to like in the same way that with with my little dirty commie meet in the park time. I like that you keep going back to this dirty <laughs> well, you commie. Well, you and they called me a commie. I the called first you a commie, time. but you said dirty commie, well, and I feel like a, that just raises the, thing. the bar a little <laughs> with bit. With my silly little idea in the park, there has not been someone like stabbing someone to death because there's like playtime, there's fun, there's like a sense of joy and lightheartedness that I don't feel like really lends itself. To someone like stabbing you over the last Capri Sun, you know? Like, well, I think that's more societal, right? Because I would say that a school doesn't lend itself to somebody shooting someone, but that happens. I think your your circumstantial evidence is, is valid to an extent, but I think that's more societal pressure on these people of, if I go out and hurt people, I'm gonna, there's going to be some consequences. I think that stops most people from there's, falling there's into that realm. Another book that I would recommend okay. that I haven't finished yet, it's called Mutual Aid, and it's by Peter Kropotkin. And that book goes into, you know how you're saying like, oh, violence is a human thing. It also says that mutual aid and cooperation is is also a very strong oh, I would agree. human yeah. trait. And I don't that, think it has to be one or the other. Well, th- this is the thing, though, is that like 
we are a social species and the best the best and most competitive social species is the one that can be social the best that can cooperate the best like we can do amazing things when we cooperate with each other like we can do anything like literally anything it's, put a man on the moon yeah like that that was a cooperative effort more than anything and some of our our best moments have been when we can like come together for a a, a united purpose um which you know i don't think we have much more time to just screw off with the whole like i don't want a world war three man like i don't have the energy for that i don't know many people that are like down to like be in the trenches right now especially when there's like climate issues to deal with and ecological scary times and you know the soil is not healthy like that, that, it's it's a scary time there's no time to like waste with more violence like we've been trying violence for a long time why not try something else what like isn't that that definition of like insanity or stupidity doing the same doing the thing, same thing. we're gonna do another result. war yeah like just like last time not even a hundred years later kind of kind of been done it's a little tried what do you think of biden sending what is it like uh, 50 billion dollars to ukraine now i don't he sent more he sent I, like another 400 million <laughs> a couple days ago I, I wish we weren't doing that um that seems like a real waste of time it seems escalatory doesn't it yeah if i was fighting somebody and you walked over and gave that guy a gun i would feel some type of way about that yeah i'd be like you're trying to trying what are you doing start here? something man yeah you're like trying to make this, this worse yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do you, do you think? I think it's a problem. I think that us. I think that the the double edged sword, because the only reason Ukraine has not fallen is because we are propping up their military to the tune of tons of billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, I look at that and think we have all these socioeconomic problems at home that money could solve most of them you know fixing the education them, yeah. city fixing the education system in the inner city providing resources to teachers maybe doing something about student debt but at least altering the dynamic cool. healthcare is a huge <laughs> one especially since we just came out of a pandemic mm -hmm. that seems like a go-to maybe legalizing weed federally mm -hmm. and pulling people that are in jail for life because they had an ounce of weed maybe get those crimes, people yeah, yeah maybe get those people out but we're starter. propping up this war and we're really the only ones doing it i get that the uk and some other countries have provided some but it's not anywhere near the amount that we've provided it's not even close and then with what is it finland and sweden wanting to join nato seems like that couldn't come at a worse time yeah it, we're just we're pushing we're pushing against a wall that there's only one way it falls and it falls on top of us and that doesn't seem like anything people want so why do we continue escalating but then what do you do do you let that's the argument i always get pushed back with is what do you do do you just let the ukrainians die and i say well what about the north koreans they shouldn't yeah, be under this what about the, the chinese Syrians and what about yemen Yemenis? nobody's yeah, talking about yemen starving to death that shit like, is crazy. We, and we we're pick... propping up Saudi Arabia. Yeah. A country Biden said, oh, yeah, I want to make them a pariah state. And now he's going to go over to bend the knee to get some Saudi oil because well, that's, I mean, his that's fucking like Russian thing. Goes, I mean, what? It's, it's, it's money. It's not like human rights and beauty and whatever. Like, that's 
we're the empire with the eight hundred billion dollar a year military industrial complex. But it's not. The, it's got to go somewhere. Everybody likes to go there. That empire well, <laughs> idea. I gotta push back because go what? Ahead. I think most people would agree with you and me right now that what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So why are we still doing it? Because we are a violent empire. <laughs> you I got eight hundred billion dollars worth of stuff. What are you going to do with it? You're just going to sit on think... it, or are you going to find reasons to use it? I think to make even well, more. Well, the military-industrial complex. Yeah, I think that's like we have. It's like not even close. Out. It's like we are. Our our spending is is more than the top ten countries combined, and it has been for like years and years. But you do. I'm a big stick kind of guy. I agree. I think that there's still. Of value to that. We've had a big old stick for like decades. But look we at us. We on the biggest nuclear arsenal. In but the when was the last world. time we had? Well, we I mean, we had 9/11, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. But think about. Do you remember when all those terrorist attacks were going on in, in Paris and in the UK? Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine if those were happening here? It would be crazy. Uh, they're domestic terrorists. They're white nationalists that are shooting up schools and Ye- and malls and yes. whatever. <laughs> like, that we, is. Uh, we are getting destroyed internally. I don't think that that is. Ooh, where do I want to go with that? That's going to get dicey. <laughs> right? I don't think. I'm a believer that that is a mental health thing. And I believe that because when you look at most of these kids, first off, most of them are already on the FBI's watch list. And we can talk about how nobody's done anything about that. The Uvalde guy was on everybody's radar. Nobody stopped him. But most of these kids are taking medications. SSRIs. Because they live in a sick society. So why don't we address that? Why don't we figure out why are people going to this dark place and committing these acts of violence? Desperate. So how do we solve that? Econ- That's what I want to focus on. Economically desperate, poverty breeds crime and revolution. That was said over two thousand years ago. So why aren't we doing anything about that? Why is everybody talking about guns when people would do this with a knife? I believe that these kids that are doing this would do this with whatever they could get their hands on. I don't know why anybody hasn't started making a bomb because I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I'm going to get flagged. Go I'm going to have the FBI yeah. visit me now. But it's not that complicated to build these things. That yeah, hurt a lot more people, but it's. Just, I think the flashy thing now is to get a gun into it. Unfortunately, but well, they're everywhere. There's more guns than Americans. Yeah. So, but like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, I think it's not a great thing. I think when you have them just lying around like they're like I don't know, dog bones on the floor, you can just like oh pick one up and like go to this the supermarket. Like they're lying around like dog bones. <laughs> I don't know. I just picture, like, Do you know anybody doing that? To I'm gonna hang out with that person. No, and just hang. Just has there guns was, lying there around was an like dog. There was a project bro. done where this guy went and photographed people's arsenals, and you should look up some of the pictures of like entire like it's like one family with like 200 guns they're all over the front deck they're all over the the like roof there's like little kids just standing next to like a a like military level arsenal of weapons for like one family and people are very proud of them and they like let this dude go and like take pictures of them posing with their arsenals i think we have like an obsession with guns in this country it's not just like oh they're just these harmless things we collect like people well, use them they're not harmless some right? guy got shot at like a subway worker got shot to death for putting too much mayonnaise on someone's sandwich in like atlanta was that it's not a normal thing to happen in a healthy See, that's country. what everybody likes to, that was like <laughs> when i said oh do i want to be cleaning out b&b's right everybody likes to go to these extremes but what about the woman who stopped her rapist from raping her 
or the man who stopped this guy from breaking in and killing his entire family, right? Nobody likes to look at those. Yeah, instances. I mean, those probably exist too. It's nuanced. Like, oh, they definitely exist. I like as, to probably As a woman, I, I personally would probably not date a dude that had a bunch of guns because they're most likely to be used against me. The data shows that a woman that dates a guy that has weapons in his home, they're more likely going to be used on them than some theoretical intruder. I don't know about that, but that's scary if that's true. Yeah, that should be something that's addressed. But the thing is, it is true. <laughs> that's scary. Well, yeah. I know that you were like, statistically, you're more likely to, someone in the household is more likely to die statistically, I believe, by like 10% if there's a gun in the household, which makes sense because we're going in this podcast. Most of the gun deaths are suicide. Vast, vast majority, which again, should we blame the gun or should we say, why do people feel the need to kill themselves? And you could tie that back into the socioeconomic yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah. And life I, is kind of shitty sometimes. Life is kind of shitty, I think, for a lot of people right now. Um, like. So what you're saying is we hmm. should send more money to Ukraine. No. When the hell did no, I say that? Kidding. I think but we how should do we send fix that? more money what to we... kids. and like. So why are we not doing that? Because our our government has been captured by industry. We are an oligarchy parading as something that it's not there's definitely some influence right it'd be hard to say that <laughs> yeah, there's there's, not. especially since citizens united like companies can just throw what unlimited is... dark money i don't know it was citizens a united supreme is. court case that said that money can be considered free speech and so you can't limit like campaign donations and so that's part of how like these that's like super dark money packs started really like gaining traction since like 2010 was because of that Supreme Court decision. There used used to at least be like some control on how much you could just throw at campaigns, but it's like out the it's out and now it's just like a free for all where money is speech. Well, the two party system is a joke. Right? Yeah, it's 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 a joke. It's I don't a... think it's ever been more apparent that it's a joke <laughs> than right now with Roe versus Wade. Uh huh. Because yeah, how long did we have to codify of that? support roe v wade existing it's like 78 percent of americans yeah yeah only like 11 percent want like actual like harm no, to happen no to women and them to go to jail or whatever like it's like it's a this much but yeah like if if you were to take our politicians to represent us that wouldn't be true because they're not representing us <laughs> at all uh yeah i and like yeah the democrats raised like i think it's like 80 million dollars in campaign donations since the decision too like, planned, parenthood been... made, planned parenthood made like 100 million leading up to the decision well they actually do something i know but you would think that nancy pelosi doesn't really you do have much. kamala harris out there saying we need to donate right now we need to go out and vote and it's like well fuck you we did vote Mm-hmm. And we voted in the past yeah. and we've had the house and we've had the Senate and we've mm-hmm. had these majorities and nobody did shit. We just left that up. What is a poker chip that we could play in case people. Yeah. Well, it got out like switching sides. disinterested voters. Like, yeah, I'll vote as long as it protects, you know, my right That's to not have like thing. 10 kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I can't afford. This it's is why you have like, to vote for the Democrats. screwed up because like having a kid in this country is not free. Like it's it's it, we're not Sweden or something like it's like twenty thousand to like a million dollars to have a kid. Which how Especially crazy if they're is like that? Premature. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. If it's, it's a preemie, you're you're screwed. You might as well just file for bankruptcy while you're yeah. like in the hospital. You're done. It's over. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's insane. I don't. Hmm. I'm pissed. But 
what what can I do? Just one little person. What do you? What is your stance on abortion? Are you pro a hundred percent at any point in time? I have read women's stories of like actual like late term stuff, and it's not like. Oh, I'm just, I don't feel like it. It's like, I'm going to die. Or this child is literally dead inside me and I, I can't, like, it's going, my uterus is going septic. Like, I need, so it's like, who am I to say that you need to suffer and maybe go septic because I have a feeling about it or something? Like, I don't think anyone would be doing that unless they felt like they were kind of pushed up against a wall. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it's any of my business. It's not my body. That's kind of how it should Someone be. Someone else's right? body. Yeah. Like, why, I don't get why people care. I don't either. I don't like, get why it's people none care. of your business. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I, it feels like it's just like a control thing for sure. I've heard conspiratorially that it's a way to keep people in poverty. Is that? I, I feel it's that. It's an economic sure. pressure. Yeah, totally. Because you are way less likely to fight back too if you have like three kids to feed. You really need that, you know, well, you can't be job. socially active. No. I mean, if you really wanted to go into it, what are you going to... Yeah. Gotta, you got three kids strike, to take care of. Yeah, you're not going to go do anything. Yeah, go get back to work. Yeah, but it I totally seems weird. Why, why do you thing. care? Why do you care what somebody else does? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I have some family members that are very, very pro-life. And it is kind of bizarre. Great branding, though. Pro-life yeah, sounds way better than pro-choice. It pro-life does. sounds like, yeah. oh, I'm going to support you and help you. Yeah, but like <laughs> once you, you got the baby, I don't give a shit yeah. about you. It's weird. Yeah. Pro-life was the solid choice. It was. Democrats should have swung for that. Branding. We're pro-life. Pro-life choices. Yeah, <laughs> pro-life choices. We're just going to leave out the choices and say pro-life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, it's, I'm very scared about that, personally. I feel grateful to be in California, but it also seems like a temporary thing because they like supreme court did say that they're going after a bunch of things that we hold dear like contraception is on on the list of the the hit list which i think is insane it's like you're gonna be against abortion and also against contraception like it's really just you want women like pregnant and very sad at home i don't understand um but also like uh same-sex marriage and all the other they're on the hit list too. It's crazy. Yeah, Supreme Court's not a very dem- democratic institution, I don't think. We don't elect them. <laughs> it's an interesting concept, right? I and you could like be it. on there for life. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't even get fired. Like, come on. You could be on there for life. Mm, pretty cush. You could be on there for life. And talk I, about job security. Yeah, and like say. I yeah, would take that job. 100%. And they lied. Like they said that they, that was settled law. Well, it's in, here's the interesting point from the Supreme Court point mm-hmm. of view is that they do have the argument that in the Constitution, there's no reference to abortion, right? Like if they... Yeah, if but if what, they're going to say that, there's also no reference to women having the right to vote or yeah. to what, black people that, having any an amendment? rights at all. I believe... Yeah, Both later. Yeah, yeah, but not in the original. No, but I think if you amended it, the problem is nobody amended anything yeah, about abortion. Yeah, well, the Constitution is wildly difficult to amend. Jefferson thought we should restart every, like, 19 years. Start over. Well, there's the argument that it's kind of weird that we just don't add more shit to it. Yeah. it's so hard. Or that, like, I, didn't, I never got to vote on what my constitution was going to look like. Did you? I don't remember that. No, but it, I mean, it's been 
I would definitely take this one over some. Like if if I had to pick yeah, a country to be I mean, born into, I I might pick this one. Dude, no way, no Where way. Would you go? I would pick like Norway or like France or something. Like yeah, most Nordic countries. The even Nordic, if you I'm work at go like there. Burger King or something, like you get like paid like twenty two an hour. You get benefits. You get like yeah, six weeks shit vacation. Is mad expensive. That twenty two an hour sounds shit great. It's not expensive it, here. I know inflation <laughs> doesn't really help the cause, right? <laughs> But it's weird. We're it's you'd, weird. you'd really pick the U.S. out of all the countries. Well, if you pick, would you Nordic pick the boys? U.S. over Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As what? That was have a, a woman. I, that's why I was like, wait, there's a little yeah, yeah hesitation there. Well, it's like, but here's the thing: the Nordic countries. Yeah, you can make an argument. I wouldn't pick the U.K. People like to say the U.K., but they have a I monarch. Wouldn't... You have a fucking queen. Yeah, and you're gonna shit on the U.S. What? That's true. That's, the healthcare I mean, thing is so weird for the U.S. Yeah. I don't get why that only one. Pharma, we're industry. big pharma, yeah. just got so much money. Big daddy industry. But yeah, I would pick the U.S. because I, I'm a big believer in the ideals behind. I don't think we reach all those ideals. I think that we fall short for sure. But I like to think of where we could go, and I look back on how far we've come in my lifetime, and I think that someday we'll get there, or at least we'll continue to get closer. And I think that's why I would pick the U.S. time and time I like, again. I like that idea. Right? I, think I like your spirit. I think we're... <laughs> I'm not jaded enough, right? That's all I've gotten that a couple times. I haven't been burned by the world enough times. Well, I mean, I I am only jaded as far as, like, the U.S. law goes, I guess. Because I'm, I'm hopeful in a lot of... There are countries, I think, doing a better job than we are in a lot of ways. So it makes it seem possible to do a better job. Like designing livable communities, providing healthcare, providing free education. That'd be pretty cool. We don't have any of that. We don't even have paid sick leave guaranteed or maternity or paternity leave. We got a lot, like we have such a slog to go through, which is such a drag. Like there's so many countries that I feel like have more humane policies already in existence and we'd have to like fight to, to the death for them here, which is just like, I don't, <laughs> energy for that um is yeah how i feel sometimes well and with settled issues like abortion right it's hard to look towards what we can be when we're still fighting over things we thought we had settled yeah yeah it makes it makes it just feels like we're in Friction. like yeah there's no movement we're just like fighting over and it's like you can't really win in the abortion argument either because it's like i'm not going to convince someone that that's not like murder because it is like a death and that's very sad but like it's not my body it's not up to me to decide what lives in it like you can't even force someone to donate an organ if someone's dying like even if that would save little jimmy like no one is forced to save little jimmy that's 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 bodily autonomy it's, right, you can choose not to be an organ donor. Yeah, because it's just the stuff inside your body. Throw that meat away, you know. Like this is not relevant anymore. I don't know. Like, As opposed to let's butcher it up. Yeah, I mean, wow. we give. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've heard that argument a lot that we give corpses more autonomy than women. You know what bothers me? <laughs> what this is going to be good? <laughs> what bothers me about the abortion, and this is more my gripe with the left, is that it seems like men just get lumped into that 
It's men need to keep their hands off women's bodies. And I'm over here like, fuck, what, what are we talking about? I know way more men that are pro-abortion than are anti. Like, I, there's this weird stigma of people saying, it's men doing this. And it's like, there's fucking women Dude, on I've, the Supreme Court that yeah, voted no, I've, I against abortion. I understand that. But also, I've argued with plenty of men that are very anti-choice and that have said some choice words to me about that. That And, and especially, like, okay, after Roe v. Wade was announced, like, incel Twitter and... Uh, are yeah, you on? T- I'm not on Twitter. Oh, I'm on. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I try not to. I fuck look with and it media. makes my heart sink and in, into the ground. Um, but like people were like, dudes were so smug. They were so smug, and so like so many comments were like, just keep your legs closed, you slut. Like that kind of yeah. Yeah, but see, yeah. I hear that, and I think that guy is just not having sex. That guy's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not getting any girls. Well, that guy's. That's, that's like, an insult. It almost just seems like a jealousy thing, man. Like. Sorry, you're not getting any. <laughs> Just chill out. I think I'm being facetious to an extent. Yeah, I'm with me it. too. I mean, it's not obviously there are men that are anti-abortion, but it's just you know when you group, when you group everybody, I'm just mad because it's fucking. I don't want to be grouped in with those people that are anti-abortion. So that's my well, little. Well, I appreciate cry. that, that, but you're it's. Not... And I think it's easier to say that because if you start saying, "Oh, there are women that are anti-abortion," that gets a little dicey too because it's like, "What? Why?" Do I mean, you, I know some get... women that are anti-abortion. That's gotta be weird. Yeah, it sucks. They're, they're no fun. <laughs> really mean, actually. Is their argument just that it's it's a life? It's a little life. stops a beating heart. It's one of my... So does a bullet. Yeah. And they're not pro- anti-war most of the time. No. Which is, I always find it interesting, pro-war. is that you're cool sending 18-year-olds to go die, Yeah. and that's not... It's the idea of a human life, not an actual one, that matters to them, I think. Because they're also, like, they don't really care about like school shootings and stuff in the same way well i don't know that's a bold statement that's well, a bold that <laughs> you just took it to a hundred right <laughs> i'm over here like yeah they don't care about any you know soldiers off to war and you're like yeah they don't care if children die either and i was like jesus well how is okay an 18 year old is still a child my i have a teen brother he's he's a child yeah, I can't see, even I picture him with most holding of those, a gun. I don't think you can say that the people that are anti-abortion also are like pro-school shooting. That's kind of that's it's a, not that they're pro-school shooting. It's they like they call it like a false flag operation or something that's like pretend. I think that's, that's not a actually conspiracy happening. thing. Yeah, there are a lot of people that think that was big with Sandy Hook, right? They thought it was yeah, a Alex Jones got well, actually finally in trouble for the problem. Oh yeah, he's getting sued. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, because he's a jerk. The problem is. <laughs> Uvalde was such a mess that it lends itself to that. The fact that they waited outside for oh, over yeah. an hour. Oh, yeah, and they hour. lied. They said that they didn't... Multiple times. Yeah. Which time? When they lied about the teacher leaving the back door open? When they lied about the security officer Did they lie that the they guy? even tried to go into the room? That there was even a security officer there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the door wasn't even locked. Mm-hmm. They then lied they and said, yeah. oh, the door was locked. We tried to open it. It wasn't even fucking locked. Uh-huh. And then they were like, oh, we didn't have the key for the door. They had all the keys. <laughs> I mean, what... You hear that and it's like, fuck, man. I get why people are like, okay, seems a little fishy. Yeah, well, that's what I. That's that's part of why I went there. Is you went like, there? Well, because people. No, I'm no, I'm saying okay, that's part of why say, well, you were like you be... went there. Like that. That's part of why I said what I said because it's oh, like I you said you meant no, you went I didn't, to Uvalde. And no, I, like, what I didn't go to Uvalde. Was that I've never like... been. I've been like through Texas one time in my life. I don't know, man. Um, but like that. The the reason I said they don't really care is because they don't because they can hear something like that and still say that it's like some sort of democrat plot to take our guns away or whatever and 
I think it's multifaceted. I think that is a very small segment of the group that does believe it's a false flag. The gun thing gets dicey because people say the argument against it is we're not trying to take away guns. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to limit who can get guns and we're trying to limit, you know, the access to certain types of guns. And the argument against that is that's not true. You guys, it's going to start here and it's going to progress, which there's unfortunately or fortunately, there is validity to that, too, because you have the Philadelphia mayor come out a couple of days ago and say, I want us to take everybody's gun. And this is the mayor of Philadelphia saying that we need to take everybody's guns. We need to be more like Canada. And the right hears that and thinks, fuck, they are trying to take guns. It's like there's no middle ground for the same person anymore. That's the problem. There's no middle ground of can't we just be reasonable with each other? And well, that's yeah, I mean, hmm. It's it's another spot where it's like it feels like progress is impossible when like it's just like friction. Because I don't I don't want to take a man's hundred gun arsenal away if he's just gonna be hella mad and shoot me about it. Like I that's not really what I want. But also like don't want to have a culture where that is like a normal thing to just collect a stockpile and then maybe use it one day on. You know, have you ever been a, shooting? Yeah, I have. Do you enjoy I've been it? Been like a gun range. Yeah. Been like <laughs> the way you said that made me think. Like, I've been to a gun range. Solemnly swear, <laughs> I've shot a gun. Yes, it was fine. I, I Didn't wasn't do like for you. I wasn't like oh I need need one of these at home. I I don't. I think I don't know. Guns are a trip, and I don't know the answer to all that. I think that. For starters, it'd be cool if we made this country a little easier to live in for people so they didn't feel so desperate to leave it and take some people with them. That's the big thing. I think we need to start focusing on why people are doing these things. Because I, I, yeah. after talking to you for a little bit, I don't feel like you would go shoot up a school. I think that's a safe, a pretty safe yeah, assumption. I've, I've, if I ever wanted to use a gun on someone, it'd probably just be myself and I would leave. Like that's, I don't need to take other people out too. That's, but I do, I do get the, I had this, 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 uh, a high thought one time where it was like, how do you best spread like a message? And I was thinking about people that spread a message through, you know, shooting up a school. And it's like, it does seem like that is disseminating something like that, to the point that like we're talking about it right now and you know i we all know the name uvaldi now and like i don't know the dude's name though which is kind of cool well that's another factor is there there's the fame aspect yeah that's what a lot of these have come out to be is it's almost like a copycat killing in the sense that these are people who live in darkness and this is their their one way of getting out there yeah are they feel so unheard in their day-to-day life that it's like well this or bully we can talk about that too yeah, I don't know. <sighs> and you can't even abort them now. You just gotta pop them out. <laughs> I couldn't like, hear you at first. I thought you said something about boredom, and then you said abort, abort them, out. and you think I went that there. Should be the pro- that should be the best case for being pro-abortion, right? Is to abort the maybe murder that boys. Kid's gonna be a serial killer. <laughs> or maybe he cures cancer, or whatever they say. I don't know. That is another good argument, right? It's what if you're aborting the next Einstein? Well, the next Einstein that never got to go to school anyway because his parents lived in poverty and he had to start working at Burger King at 15. Like, 
And that's the thing, right? Is do you really want these people that have five, six kids and they're living in poverty? Yeah, to be forced I think, to have a seventh. I think to be like the McConnell eight? types do want that, and that like certain politicians have come out and said said like, and even okay, Elon Musk said like a week ago or not even that like, oh, got to do your part for the underpopulation problem, like have more kids was like his message in he's 2022 he's out here. yeah dirty <laughs> twins too yeah <laughs> with like some i think he was uh, his employee executive his, yeah. or something yeah anyway That's um, a wild yeah guy. he came out and said that we have an underpopulation problem because why like wh- well i think his argument is that the repopulation rate is lower Right, so we're losing more people than we're reproducing. Yeah, but we already have a, a megaton of people. We could just let megaton. in more Im- immigrants. I like that. You know, it's. A, I feel like it's kind of like an anti-immigrant sentiment. Still, to have more kids. Well, it's to, to say we're we're losing population. There's plenty of people we could just let them in if we're like short on workers. We've done that before. Let in some Irish. Let in some Italians. Let in some Polish. Like, but it's like, uh, not Mexicans. Or, like that, it, it turns into some weird race thing. I think, and that's part of where I don't like it. You can just let people in. Open borders. There are workers. Well, if we need more workers, like you don't need to force some lady to have like ten kids. You can just yeah let a, a good, dude that already exists in to point. work. Why not? If we're so underpopulated, if that's the real fear, or well, if it's some sort of like... Even if you let in workers, yes, you have people to do the jobs. I don't think it's a job shortage. I think it's a growth rate shortage. Yeah. Because he's thinking we need to colonize Mars and we're going to need more people to do that. Yeah, some, throw some bodies at it and let them die. Like, it's... <laughs> would you go the, to Mars? No, I would not go to Mars. I would go. There's a perfectly beautiful 100%. planet here. You're going to go... You wouldn't want to go just see it? Just if it's one way trip, that could get a little dicey. But. Dude, it's it would take a while. I think it's three years, three and a half years. Yeah. And Maybe then, I might have just sure made that up. Go back. Yeah, I believed you. I know you just <laughs> went said it was like barely enough confidence. I would want to see it. Just yeah, I think a lot of a lot of dudes would. You don't think girls would want to go? It's I, just gonna no, be playing to the dudes. <laughs> I think, Mars is for the men. I don't know. I just like Earth too much, man. There's so much I haven't gotten to see here. I think we're going to... It's like, oh, I'm a, done with this one. I think we're going to hit a point where we might have to leave. Because we fucked it up so much. But that's insane that that's even a possibility. Because Mars is far less inhabitable than here. And if we invested that kind of energy here, when there's still a lot to fight for, like, there's a forest right outside. Like, there's... Some real nice soil right that door. we don't have to like make it up. It already exists. Like we have plenty to save. There's a lot left. I don't know. I think it's just kind of like a uh, let's just call it. Screw this place. Like that's just like kind of absurd. This is our home. I don't know. That's how I feel. You don't think we should do nothing about it? <laughs> I yeah. I guess I am saying we should do nothing about that. About leaving. On some level. But do something for the earth. When you have the energy after you've had some after time you're taking to do a little nothing. break. Yeah. yeah. Take a little I like break. that. I was trying to trip yeah, you up yeah, there a little bit. I, <laughs> I just wanted mm-hmm. to see what you were gonna say. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you ever see Sea Spiracy on Netflix? I heard people talk about it, I haven't seen it. It's an interesting documentary. I I've yeah, it's it just talks about like all of the pollution in the ocean, yeah. Yeah. But why not just clean it? 
It's easier said than done. So I think is the gravity. Mars. Yes. Yeah, it can be done. It definitely could be done. I think there's a weird, or not even a weird, there's an aurora around going to Mars, right? It's new. It's something interesting. Cleaning up all of the microplastics and the fishing nets and all of that in the ocean is a lot less exciting for people. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, all those spacey video games. Yeah, the video games are the problem. <laughs> hey, I play, I remember, Do you play video games? I used to. I played Mass Effect a okay. lot. Yeah, which is a very spacey one. I never played one. Mass Effect. It's a good one. Yeah? It's like an open story space game. It's very fun. I heard good things. I just never yeah. played it. Um, that made me think space travel would be pretty cool. But we're not even close to that level of like like any of the the sci-fi imagination yeah we're not at like star trek yeah galaxies we're just like hopping from our close planets and like woo, it's cool i mean it is but it's not it's not like light years i don't know i feel like you know get our priorities in order here man like earth's dying it's still alive though like can still be saved yeah i don't think it's too late i think if we tone down the whole like infinite growth thing that could help like maybe you don't need 10 kids or four. Maybe just one. Do you think you that we should bring down the population a little bit? I Yeah, I think so. I mean... We're what, seven billion people? Y- almost eight. Yeah. yeah. It's damn near eight billion people. And I think, I think it's not that we should, like, intentionally bring down the population. I just feel like we should let people decide for themselves. Like, literally let me decide. Do I want ten kids or none? Personally, right now, I don't want any because in this country, that sounds like a nightmare. Like childcare and the cost of formula and the cost of diapers and the cost of the whole thing is just like not for me. Maybe if I was in Sweden or something and it was like pretty cush. Um, But like let me decide. And then if some other chick wants five kids, whatever. But if there's a lot of people that don't want to spend their entire life rearing children – let them like just let people decide and then if population goes down that's a natural result of giving people autonomy and how is that bad like i don't really see how that's bad other than for some guys like stock portfolio where he's like well i need more worker slaves like i don't know man (laughs) i'm all about agency and freedom in a real way where it's like let me decide please for the love of god please (laughs) Well, you're kind of in a unique position for that because you are self-employed, right? Yeah. Like you've kind of set yourself up in this way where you can really manage your agency more than most people can. Most yeah, people and all I want there. is more of it. It's like, addicting. Once the you little get a taste, taste of it, of it yeah. it's like, ah, man, going to work at like Kohl's or something sounds truly hellish. I don't know if I could at this point bring myself to do it unless there was some real desperation involved. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of why I feel like like I don't want to support things like Amazon or things where like if I go into a place and it feels like I would never, ever, ever want to work here, then like should I be supporting that? I feel I feel less good about that, which is kind of like annoying because there's a lot of places that I'm like, Ugh, screw this. I wouldn't want to work here. Um, so, you know, makes me less fun than just like ordering on Amazon a whole party's worth of stuff. I mean, Amazon's pretty great to order stuff. I will yeah, give them that. They, they've yeah. got a lot of shit. I know they do. But does it? How long does the joy that, it, that the purchase brings you last? 
You get your I got, shiny I got bobble? most of this stuff off of Amazon. I'm I, be I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Did you get the sign? Or did you have to off like, of Amazon. Cuss- <laughs> even the custom sign even the sign amazon's pretty great <laughs> i don't want to promote i'm not going to give them a free plug or anything but they don't need me amazon's pretty great amazon i mean they don't need work wise sure. yeah they don't need me work wise not but you have to pick your battles right because where do you draw the line i mean child child slavery is pretty pretty rough and we know that that goes into the making of phones and the batteries for these electric cars but it's like Electric cars might be better for the environment. So do we say f those fuck those kids? We're just gonna sacrifice them. Well, for we the could also good? focus on making our communities like more walkable and bikeable, and like focus on public transit instead of well, you know. Do you ride the public bus a lot? F three fifty super cab. Well, part of why I don't is because it stops so freaking early. Don't. Okay, I, I, was have, I have. I have before. Say, yeah. There have been times where I have, um, especially if it's like for. Um, an event where i can go because i don't i really don't drink and drive not my not my that's good that's a good not thing my to say thing um i would love i'd be alarmed if, if you were like i love <laughs> drinking and driving and that is my no. i just i but love doing I, it on a friday night after work i really wish the buses ran until like 2 a.m i think that'd be sweet because then you could go like bar hopping and then just take a bus home instead of having like uber or cab at home that'd be sweet would you or would you pay like 30 dollars to take an uber I would take an Uber. I'm kind of scarred it's like with $2, public transit. Dude. I know, but when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I rode the public bus one time with a buddy of mine. It was my first and last time. Mm-hmm. In the States, at least. I've ridden public transportation in Mexico a lot, and that's a different ballgame. But this girl shit herself on the bus, and it was a traumatic experience for me. And I was like, I don't think I need the bus after this. And so mm-hmm. I never really got back well, on the bus. I've ridden buses numerous times and have not Probably seen never someone <laughs> shit themselves. It was a traumatic experience. Yeah, I also I was in um, part of you know flexibility. I uh, got to go to uh, Maui for a few weeks and stay in some hostels, and I used the public transit there to get to and from like the cities because it was like two dollars versus like forty dollars or something, and so. The math was just there, man. Like, that was Most great. of the time it is. Yeah. It's always it's, cheaper. Yeah. And it was, like, relaxing, and I got to just, like, look at the views and chill and read a book, and it was great. I would do that again. I think if we maintained public transport and made it better, I think more people would use that because it's cheaper. Yeah, it's way cheaper. And it could actually, like, it could be free, but we don't like that word because, like, already I was reading that 90% of the fees are taxpayer paid anyway. So it's literally just, like, 10% or less that are, like... Starting to sound like a dirty communist. Uh, <laughs> social programs, man. Like, why not? We're already paying most of the price. It's just we don't want to make We're it sound We're paying 90%. Free. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just kind of, like, a little, like make them pay something. Yeah. But it's, like, the people that would use it the most are the ones where two or three bucks really hurts. And so, like... Th- what reason do we have other than like kind of making people suffer a little bit or like to discourage them i don't know i would totally ride it like i would ride it more if it's free too i don't know having to like deal with like the change or whatever kind of sucks but anyway i don't know man yeah (laughs) what time is it anyway it's uh i don't even have a clock in here it's it's already 5.15. Oh, I mean, wow. We can wrap this up if you want. Oh, sure. Yeah. You want to wrap this up? Um, yeah. I'm getting sweaty in here, pl- I know. It's warm. I got to... 
I'm gonna work on that outdoor idea. You like that's a fan, but yeah, I like the outdoor idea. Yeah, I think that'd, that'd be cute. Be nice Sunday yeah, like this. little outdoor podcast. Um, you take, oh, you next time, that's what we're gonna do. Clamps. Do you want to plug where people can find you? The Do oh, Nothing sure, Society. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, there's a website. It's do nothing the do nothing society dot org or dot com. I bought both because it's not much money. And there's also the Do Nothing Society Instagram. And I even made it a Facebook page, but I don't really, I don't not like Facebook. I okay. hate Facebook. That's an yeah. Amazon. Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't even have Instagram, but it's great for getting people. I mean, like that's how I get it. Yeah, I get it. I wouldn't it. use them yeah. if I didn't have a podcast. Yeah, I hate it, but yeah. um, yeah, it's been it's been a fun project, and I'd, it's open to anyone, literally anyone, as long as they're not a jerk. Yeah. Okay, check it out, people. <laughs> the Do Nothing Society, and it's yeah. that across all platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah, this was a blast. Yeah, it was fun talking to you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys.